Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is September 5th, 2021. No segments for this episode. Um, just the Notre Dame, Florida State preview and just thoughts on a, uh, you know, pretty epic weekend in uh, college football. Um, I guess I'll start with the uh, epic weekend in college football first. Um, Let's start with Miami, man. I just thought they would be a little bit more competitive in this game. You know, especially when your quarterback is pretty much guaranteeing that he's going to beat Alabama. Um, I mean, everybody knew they were not going to beat Alabama. Um, Usually, the team with the better offensive line and better defensive line wins the game. And remember that theme. Better offensive line, better defensive line usually wins the game. Um. You know, I don't hate Miami. Um, You know, I met a guy about, I don't know, eight years ago. That's a diehard Miami fan. And that's when I really started, you know, rooting against Miami. Of course, I root against them when they play Florida State. But, you know, I don't hate them like I hate the Florida Gators. So, but, I mean... Alabama is a machine, man. And anybody stepping in front of that machine is going to get chopped up. And, you know, there's not a lot of teams that can get on the field and play with Alabama. And by the looks of this weekend, it's probably only one Georgia. Um, Because I didn't see anything from anybody else. That that um, showed me that they can compete with that offensive and defensive line that um, Alabama has. So um, that was probably my biggest surprise that Miami wasn't competitive in that game. Um, I would say my second surprise is UCLA beating LSU. I didn't watch any of that game. Um, but just what Chip Kelly has done. And in the time that he's been there, it just shows that he's a great college coach. Now, you know, if he can somehow, some way keep this momentum going, he might he might be able to put some uh, a fence around some of the recruiting in California. Maybe just maybe. Um, Montana beat Washington. That's that's a FBL, a FCS loss, or what we used to call it back in my day, Division One uh, AA. Okay, Washington is a major Power Five program, and you lose to Montana. I know Montana has a great football program, but Montana, and you only score seven points.
I mean, FCS might be closing the gap on some of these Power Five schools. Um, North Carolina overrated. Okay, Virginia Tech dominated that game. Virginia Tech dominated that game. They it was just probably, you know, first game of the season. Defense is usually ahead of the offense, as they say. Um, but it just it just goes to show you that the running game was really what helped Sam Howell out those first couple of years. When it was all on him, he couldn't do it. So you lose those two great running backs, and then you see what Sam Howell really is, an average quarterback. You know, when you've got that threat of the running game, of course the the quarterback's going to be able to throw the ball all over the yard. But I'm not going to write Sam Howell off yet. It's one game. But when 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 you have when you have to actually make throws to win the game or come, you know, score, he didn't he couldn't do it in that game. Um, Ohio State struggled with Minnesota And then eventually pulled, were pulled away Because they had better talent um, The Wisconsin Penn State game was Pretty competitive I mean turnovers Is what did it In, the, in, um, in this game and uh, that's it. Those are pretty much all the games that I was keeping track of. Yeah, I didn't. I know Florida played somebody. They played uh, Florida Atlantic. Um, I, I didn't even. I hate the Gators, so I didn't really keep track of it. But I'm pretty sure they won. Um. So now I'll get into my thoughts about the game tonight. Um, Notre Dame has the better offensive line and better defensive line. So I'm 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 leaning towards them winning the game. Um, I'm not gonna say they're gonna dominate, uh, but just just the just the uh, offensive line that Florida State is putting out there. I just don't see. You know, it's virtually, with the exception of one player, the same people from last year. I mean, at least you didn't put Love Taylor at tackle. He's not a tackle. He's a guard. So that was one good decision. Um, Darius Washington is not a tackle. He's a guard. But at least you didn't put him at left tackle. Because when he's going against the best pass rusher, he, he he's on he's on rollerblades going backwards. And if I'm a defensive coordinator, I specifically get my best pass rusher on him every play. Because he's not a tackle. He's a guard. And I just, Alex Atkins, I think that's the O-line coach's name. I mean, it's just like, what are you looking at? I mean, did, did these guys go like Super Saiyan over the last... 
nine, ten months. Because with the exception of Gibbons from Notre Dame, this is really the same crew from last year. And I just don't see how that offensive line is going to stack up against the front seven of Notre Dame, which is a very good front seven. Um, defense um, we got some new guys the, the defensive end from Georgia the defensive end from South Carolina and then Briggs and I want to say love it at the tight defensive tackles I don't know what they expect I've never I, I went back and looked at uh, Jermaine Johnson on the um, Last Chance You stuff. Um, I didn't I didn't watch any Georgia games last year. So, well, I did watch the Georgia Cincinnati game. I don't remember seeing him in that game, but he well, he's six five two sixty or something. So I don't know. We're gonna find out tonight what he's made of and what he's all about. Um, uh, Kier Thomas from South Carolina. Don't know anything about him. I figured if he was a great player, he would still be in South Carolina. Um, I like the kid, Jamie Robinson, also from South Transfer from South Carolina. He might be the best player on the defense, in my opinion. Gaynor and Deloach. All right. Gainer's been a disappointment. Deloach has been a disappointment. Um, you got Travis J at corner. Um, I think Brownlee is at the other corner. And your safeties are Akeem Dent and uh, Gant. So, yeah. And I'm just going off memory on the depth chart. I could be wrong. Um, I just don't have any faith right now. My faith has been shaking for the last four years. I'm thinking 38-17, Notre Dame. Better offensive line, better defensive line, better linebackers. 38-17, I think Notre Dame is going to come out and test their manhood early with the run game. And I just... I think it'll be close early, but, you know, talent is going to prevail in this one. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I want my boys to win, but I'm just keeping it real. I've been getting my hopes up the last four years, and, <laughs> and we don't even know who's going to start at quarterback. Like, there's potential that they'll try to march out, you know, a one-legged quarterback against with that offensive line against that front seven. I I think he gives you the best chance to win, but Jordan Travis is certainly more athletic at this point. I think pre-injury, Mackenzie Milton was a beast, but post-injury, you know, it is what it is. Uh, You know, the game is going to be our defense against their offense. 
Can we stop the run? Offensively, you're going to have to do some things. Some 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 reverses. Maybe a flea flicker. This isn't going to be line up and go head to head with Notre Dame. We don't have that kind of team. Um, so I, I figure 38-17, and I'm being generous with the 17. They, they're, they're saying that Jordan Travis has improved tremendously as a quarterback. Okay. I want to see it. We're, we're about 15 hours away from kickoff, right, as I'm recording this. And, you know, I just I couldn't. I just couldn't figure out what to say to do this podcast earlier this week. The words just came to me like this morning. So, um, hoping for a win, but expecting a loss. And you call me whatever you want to call me, a fair weather fan, but you got to be real, man. You got to keep it real. Nothing the last four years, with the exception of Jordan Travis and Cam Akers and Derwin James, has made me believe anything in Florida State. Just those three players. Those are the only guys that have shown me any kind of we're not going to lay down and play dead. Okay? And in every Florida State highlight package, it's the Duke game from last season. It's Duke, man. At the end of the day, it's Duke. So, and just can the coaching staff, can Norvell change the the, the, the mindset, the mentality? And I said this years ago when he got the job, when he first got the job, his number one goal should have been to change the culture, change the mindset, change the mentality of the team. That's going to be the biggest thing. And just getting a lot of those guys out that locker room from, from the Willie guys, the Jimbo guys, getting them out the locker room was a big accomplishment. But we'll see if it worked. Um, so that's going to do it for this episode, man. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, do your research on everything, man. Vitamins vaccines um don't don't trust the news do your own research don't let a news anchor tell you what to do with your life when it comes to this pandemic and uh that's it as always go nose <laughs>